out of the blue into the black. What do you think about that, Mr. <laughs> Jack? Is that one of the lines? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, welcome once again to Misremember Neil Young lyrics. This is the only place on Spotify you can hear Neil Young now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he hasn't come back. It's very sad. I was hoping that he would fold. Oh, yeah. But, uh, he's too rich and Canadian to worry. I'm sharing my friend's Apple Music family plan, so... So you can just keep listening to Neil. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, when you're doing that, you just listen to... Uh, just listen to Trans, once for me. Yeah. I think it's like an 82 album. I've never heard it. <laughs> <laughs> just thinking of one I haven't heard. Excellent. Well, hey, hey, my, my, welcome to the Raincoat Report, my guy. <laughs> That's a song. Yes, it is. A song by Boss here with Jeremy. Hello. And, uh, you know, it's been a little while since we last recorded, although I guess the listeners wouldn't know that. No, it's always, I think it's the same amount of time as it always is. It is, but it feels like a lot's happened in my life since then. Oh, it yeah. hasn't. There's no real stories to tell. Oh, okay. Other than just like work has been complicated and stressful, but not in ways that would make for good conversation. No, I feel that. My job is now the same way, but I'm not getting paid any extra for it. My boss and his boss just keep like fucking off early every night, so I'm in charge. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm running that place into the ground. Didn't you like go for like a supervisor position at some point yeah and now that guy has like taken off like more than i have <laughs> since then excellent uh, i'm getting screwed here oh that's uh that's fine though because uh unlike him i have a successful podcast yes depending on your definition of successful you would be correct they haven't outlawed us yet that's true they're working on it uh, I just saw a thing where DeviantArt is pulling a bunch of like their pornographic material. Um, you know DeviantArt? Yes, it's where people draw furries. <laughs> yes, exactly. Or fur affinity. That's another one. Okay. There's a couple. Uh, <laughs> I, there are other genres there, I'm sure, but it yeah. is it is a place where you go to see foxes, fuck tortoises, or whatever. That's uh, that's true. But uh, the the rules changes are, you know, normally I'm like, okay. I was like, I think you should be able to post pornography where you want. You know? Yeah. Well, not, I guess, wherever you want. But I think you should have access to it. I think you sh there should be a platform that caters to that group. Yes. And uh, in general. Following, like, Imgur. And, oh, yeah. Uh, they, they deleted all of their, like, anything not uh, adult content. Yeah, they and uh, that, uh, Tumblr that was, like, only for porn. Yeah. And has disappeared off the earth. And, like, how they were trying to do OnlyFans that way. And thankfully... That fell apart. Yes. Uh, I don't know. These rule changes are kind of different. I, I guess you can support these a bit more. Uh, DeviantArt will remove uh, adult material which features real people. Now, I don't know if that means drawn images of real people or photographs. Yeah. I'm not sure. 
Subjects, fictional or otherwise, that are under 18. Okay. Inclu- okay. Including aged up characters. Okay. Which is a bit strange. I kind of get it. Well, my it's it's a weird line to draw, but my understanding is that there is a a lot of yeah, there's a lot of like weird stuff like thousand year old dragons and body in like a body of an eight year old girl and stuff. Okay, I'm, I'm thinking aged up characters. I'm thinking of like Simpsons porn. So this spells the end of that. You'll never again be able to upload an image of uh, like a hot Lisa with like huge tits. That's a nightmare. Yeah. What an an end of an era. Uh, Content offering sexual services. Okay. Okay. Uh, Glorification of sexual violence. That's fine. Certain fringe sexual fetish topics or other fetish creations that are hard to distinguish from non-consensual sex. See, mm. that one's real dicey. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's, so I think that it's worth bringing up, and this is not 100% in line with this, but it's tangential to mm-hmm. this, is there are a lot of rules in place on platforms like OnlyFans and Pornhub right. and things like that that are very uh, wishy-washy rules mm-hmm. that more than anything seem to... Uh, target whether intentionally or not uh like lgbtq plus communities yes yeah so like and also like kink communities yeah they're trying to drive us all underground it's it's really weird and like they're so gray area that you can just have your shit pulled down and not have a real good explanation as to why i know that Content creators, uh, adult content creators, are having a lot of trouble with stuff like that. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, obviously, you want to get rid of like content of like people being sexually assaulted and stuff. Like that's horrible. Get rid of that. Yeah, but there's certainly a difference between that and uh, some people spanking and choking each other for fun. Certainly, and um. Back to the aged up characters thing. I wonder if it's just like a tagging thing so they don't have to like do like actual moderation. They'll just be like, oh, this is like, this is Lisa Simpson and her tits are out. That's it. It's gone. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't matter if she's, uh, you know, 18 or not. Yeah. I'm not sure how that's going to work. But the point is. They're trying to scrub all the porn off the internet, generally. Yeah. Uh, but they'll they'll never get rid of us. Hopefully not. They might. What if they busted in? That'd be fucked up. Well, someone came in and put a bag over my head. I'd assume you deserved it. Yeah, what if they came in and put a bag over your head? Well, then there'd be nobody to do anything about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't speak up. When they came, yeah. When they came for me, there was no one left to speak up. Yeah, you didn't speak up for me when they took me. You said, "Good, it's about time." <laughs> but um, I guess this week, while we're still allowed to be on the air, we can talk about Carlos Tobolino's "Come Under My Spell." Yes, yes. Uh, as our rabid fans have uh, begged us for, we're talking more Carlos Tobolina. Everyone loves it. 
And uh, what better way to talk about Carlos Tobolina than the roller coaster ride, the very Carlos Tobolina film that is Come Under My Spell, starring the uh, wonderful and talented Fernando Fortes, uh, along with his buddy, uh, played by Blair Harris. Yeah. Dave. And, uh, you know... Fernando being uh, quite a unique and charismatic star as he is uh, really carries this film. And, uh, well, it's very Carlos Tobolina, but there are some twists and turns that you might not see coming. That's true. I think that those are maybe the most Tobolina touches of all, though. Yeah, I guess in a way. It's tough to say. Um with great power comes great responsibility. Yes, and in this one, this man has the power of hypnotism. Yes. And that's kind of cool. Have you ever wanted to hypnotize anyone? There's certainly been times where it would have come in handy in my life, but I don't know that I've thought a whole lot about it. I keep seeing old books on how to hypnotize people like at bookstores, and I'm like, what if I just bought one of these and gave it a test? I mean, it worked out for uh, David and Fernando. Yeah. None of the ones I've seen have been about, like, have been quite as specific as this one is. Yeah, that's There's fair. There's just more general principles and uh, practices of it. Do you think I... Would you let me put you under? Uh, n- No. Okay, that's fair. I would have to find someone who would let me do it. Otherwise, there would be no real purpose to it. Yeah. Though it does seem, this film makes it seem pretty easy, I'll say. Yeah, it can be done within a matter of like two seconds. Yeah, there's no prep work or anything needed, as we will find out. Yeah, you could just be jogging and... One second. Just one second of a key waving in front of you and you're anything, gone. Anything he has that, that that man could wave in front of your face, you, yes. you're in trouble. But... uh that's uh, that's um, that's uh, that's something we can save for our discussion of the film, I suppose. Overall, but uh, we've got Blair Harris, we've got Fernando, we've got anybody else I know. Uh, Mike Horner was in an orgy. Uh, Sharon Kane shows up at some point. Oh, yeah, she was in last week's film. Uh, yes, uh, Connie Peterson is in it, who was also in Hot Rackets. Okay. And I am always ready. Tobolina regular. Yes. So, uh, yeah, there's not not quite the most uh, elaborate cast of characters here, but they certainly get Carlos Tobolina's uh, creative vision made. That's for sure. Yeah, they... uh, It's a well-executed film from Carlos Tobolina in some ways. Yes, and... Carlos Tobolina sort of ways. Yeah. Uh, he's a master of his own craft. <laughs> yes, he is. He's a, he's a one-of-a-kind artist. Yeah, I'm really coming around to like appreciate him. He's uh, he's uneven, but like when he hits a certain note, it uh, sounds so sweet. Yes. <laughs> so uh, we're going to go ahead and take the sweet sound of our break. We need a toilet flushing. <laughs> yeah, here we go. That is a sweet sound. Oh, yeah. Um, But yeah, that's the cue to go to break. Yes, so uh, we'll be back to talk more about 
come under my spell. sexy baby <laughs> so come under my spell our carlos tovalina epic of the week opens with uh, a few title cards the first says the time present the next the place berkeley california the theme students world and what they do <laughs> What, what do they do? I, they they hypnotize, I guess. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> yeah. This isn't your typical college like uh, kind of flick, you know? No. He doesn't really engage in student life. Yeah, they don't quite live in the dorm. They live more in a motel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not like a... That's their frat house. It's yeah. just like a Motel 6. Yeah. So we get some fast motion footage of Fernando and a lady undressing and fucking. Uh, some close-ups of vaginas bouncing against one another, zooming out to show the ladies having fun with each other after a bit. A lady blowing a group of five guys. And we finally get our title card over some footage of college kids on campus. Amongst them, we see Fernando and his friend David, played by Blair Harris. They stop and chat with a lady. We don't hear their conversation, but as they're chatting, Fernando is eyeing up her body like a creep. David and Fernando get into David's van together. As they're inside the van, David asks Fernando what the women are like in his country. He says that they don't fuck before marriage. David asks if that means that he's a virgin, and Fernando says no. He fucks chicks. Cheap, cheap, cheap. Cheap, cheap. Cheap. It's chicken mock. David asks if that's all, and he says no. He also fucks sheep. Yeah, that's just... Maybe that's how it is in his country. I guess. David then asks Fernando if he hasn't gotten any action in America, and Fernando tells him yes with Manuela, which he soon elaborates to say that it's his hand. Oh. David in voiceover says that he wants to try and get Fernando laid. So then we see David talking to two women about Fernando, noting that he's shy and hasn't been laid in a long time, so he's very horny. So uh, these two ladies here are uh, Mandy Ashley and Anita Grimes. We can uh, all use the Grimes. They, like everybody but David and Fernando in this film, don't have names. That's fine. They're just the friends of uh, David. F-O-D. <laughs> <laughs> so,
So uh, David asks the ladies if they can take care of Fernando, and they say sure. They ask if he's as nice as David in bed, and David admits that, well, he hasn't tried him, and they all laugh. <laughs> so David brings in Fernando, who immediately starts to rub on the... Uh, one of the friends. Yes, on one of the ladies' uh, bodies. Yeah, he's making a bad first impression here. Yeah, you can't just go over to women and start to grope all over them. Yeah, he, even, he gropes Anita Grimes first. Not even in 1979. No. <laughs> she pushes him away, and then he starts to do the same thing with uh, Mandy, yeah. who uh, also pushes him away. They tell him that they were thinking about having a threesome with David. And so they start to make out with David, and Fernando sadly walks out, and we see a crew member just sitting on the left side of the shot. (laughs) (laughs) So then we cut to David shaving in the mirror. Uh, Oh, yeah, he does. He really wanders off like sad Charlie Brown style with (laughs) his head hanging down. uh, Fernando's a great actor. Yes. So uh, we see David shaving in the mirror. And uh, Fernando's yelling at him from the other room, and he's telling Fernando about his date plans tonight. Fernando seems a bit jealous, but tells David that he's got a date tonight, too. David asks what he's doing with her, and Fernando says that he's just going to have her over here. Noting that, in fact, she's already here. David asks what he means, and this gives Fernando the opportunity to show off his homemade pocket pussy. Yeah, he's invented the fleshlight. Yes. He's decades before his time. We then cut to David thinking of Fernando, and he sees a book laying around that he thinks is just right for Fernando. Sex Through Hypnotism. Hmm. So we then cut to Fernando being delivered a pizza from a woman whose shirt reads, Tit for Tat. Uh, This is Connie Peterson. Wow, look at those tits. Indeed. I think he, Fernando, is like, well, we have beautiful teats. He asks her what kind of pizza it is, and as she's answering, uh, he tries to pull a trump and grab her by the pussy. Oh, well, how's it go for him? Uh, she throws the pizza in his face and leaves. Oh, yeah. And now he's all orange, just like Trump. <laughs> yeah. You know there's a dang Cheeto in the White House? what they used to say oh yeah, yeah when he was he's not there right now i think he might be in jail by the time this one comes out we'll see he might slip away again it's always hard to tell with that guy he is a slippery little fuck he's a little eel man his spray tan just makes him hard to grab a hold of yeah it's real easy to for him to kind of get away without really having to exert himself too much yeah it was kind of slip out of your hands like a slug yeah <laughs> So we cut to later, and Fernando is sitting on the bed, reading in the dark, uh, when David arrives and gives him the Sex Through Hypnotism book, and then he leaves. Uh, yeah, it's here that I noted they apparently live in a motel room. Mm-hmm. Uh, just two beds side by side. Probably the same motel room from many Carlos Tobolina films. Probably, yes. Just a, a front window. We see the lights on and Fernando intently reading through the book in multiple outfits, sometimes with glasses, sometimes on the toilet drinking a can of Coke with a straw, sometimes beating off with his homemade masturbation contraption (laughs) with both a Sprite and a Fanta on the floor nearby. We gotta have, like, those those don't have caffeine, right? 
Uh, uh, Sprite doesn't. I don't think Fanta does either. He just likes the sugar, man. He doesn't. Yeah. Well, he also uses the Fanta because as he finishes, he finishes in the top of the Fanta can. That's the kind of marketing you can't pay for, you know? Yeah. Don't you want a Fanta? Yeah. And just imagine <laughs> Fernando blowing into it. Yeah. They should put that in the commercials. <laughs> I don't know why they didn't. We see David returning home as Fernando's reading. David notes that he's tired because he was fucking all weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Fernando asks if he can try to hypnotize David, and David says sure. See? They're good friends. Yeah. Also, I do want to say it's bold for the first sex scene in this film to be uh, a man fucking a pocket pussy and blasting into a Fanta. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's a little bit into the film, too. Yeah. Like, there's some, like, fondling and, like, the stuff at the beginning, but, like, this is your first full-on, you know? Yeah. To be fair, we don't see the, the load. We just see him grab the Fanta and, we like, put it in, in position, but... We all know what's happening. We there. know exactly what's happening. You're right. Yeah, I this... Cr- it was. It's one of those things where, like, people see a movie and they, like, misremember a thing, but other people will do it, too, and your mind is just kind of filled in the rest for you. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. It's the Mandela effect. It is. It's the fan. It's the Fernando effect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so David, or so Fernando grabs a key and waves it back and forth and has David stare at it. It seems to work pretty much immediately as Fernando commands him to stand up and pull off his pants. As David's halfway through pulling down his pants, Fernando gets him to stop and confirms that indeed this hypnotism has worked. We see Fernando stopping a woman getting cigarettes from a vending machine in the most out-of-focus shot ever put on film. Yeah. He has her look at the shiny key for like two seconds and tells her that she has to follow him because he's going to fuck her. He's very forward with it. Well, I mean, he's got her under his spell. Yes. She has come under his spell. Well, not quite yet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we cut to Fernando in his room fucking the woman in a few positions before pulling out and coming on her ass, which we see multiple times from a couple of angles. It's good that uh, even though they just use that really unfocused shot, they had good coverage for the the Fernando wet shots. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Carlos knows those are the money shots. Yeah, those are the ones that you have to catch. Yeah. The rest, you know, yeah. people walking up to cigarette vending machines, we can just leave the lens focused however it was the last time we used the camera. Yeah, it's fine. People know what's happening. <laughs> they don't need to see it. See, that's the thing in the visual medium, is you really can kind of figure a lot of things out for yourself and... uh Sometimes being in focus is just having your hand held when you don't need it. (laughs) Fair enough. So then we cut to Fernando telling David that he's going to try again. David wonders what he means, and he says that he ordered pizza because he wants the pizza girl. So when the pizza girl arrives, she threatens to throw the pizza at Fernando, but David tells her that he just wants to pay for the last pizza. So Fernando pays her. And David tells her that he's studying physics, while Fernando says he's studying hypnotism. 
Fernando asks the pizza girl if he can hypnotize her. She says she's in a hurry, but he offers her $20 and says that it'll only take a minute. He, of course, is successful immediately upon trying to hypnotize her, and he tells her he's going to fuck her, and she says okay. She undresses, and David joins Fernando in caressing her. Mm-hmm. Fernando goes down on the pizza girl as David rubs her breasts. This goes on for a couple of minutes with a couple of different shots. The guys undress, and the pizza girl starts to suck David's cock as Fernando continues to go down on her. Fernando then starts to fuck her mouth while David pushes his cock into her pussy. David pulls out after a bit and comes on her chest and pubes and pushes back in to fuck her more. We see David's cum shot repeated in classic Tobolina fashion. Yeah, I was going to say they caught it from a couple angles. She seems kind of bored through this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. She is a very, even like when they're like face fucking her, she has quite a uh, placid expression. Yes. But that's back when they had lewds still, so maybe she like had a handful. That was Carlos Tobolina's spell. Yeah. <laughs> Just a, a big old bag of lewds. Yeah, it's a bag of pills. Uppers, we got downers, mix them, who cares? Yeah. Fernando goes back to fucking her and David gets blown more. Fernando penetrates her to the sound effect of cheering and applause, which gets repeated. Yeah, I think they're yelling ole because he's Mexican. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, but it's, it's one of those little touches you get from Carlos Topolino, like the cheering crowds and pulsating flesh. Yes. Stock footage. Fernando pulls out and comes on the pizza girl's pubes, though I think we also see another shot of David's cum shot reused again. <laughs> but we do see a couple of angles of Fernando's cum shot. Fernando then asks David if he has $20 that he can borrow. David doesn't, so Fernando tells the pizza lady that she'll forget everything, including the money and the fuck. So, there you go. So, Fernando puts his jockstrap back on and David pulls on his button-up jeans. I think one thing that's important is that uh, Fernando does not remove his socks. No, he doesn't. I'm struggling. I think he probably did not remove his socks in the other films we've seen. I would have to go back and watch, but I'm going to put money on it. Maybe he doesn't have segmented toes. He just has one mega toe. <laughs> I was thinking like they're maybe, all webbed. So maybe like a fungal infection, but I like Could that. Be. I like that a little bit more. <laughs> He's just got like a like the Barbie foot or whatever, where it's just yeah. like rounded to fit into the sock or the shoe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After finishing dressing, Fernando has the pizza girl wake up on the count of three. The pizza girl pulls out her cash. David asks her if everything's okay, and she says, All the money's here, but for some reason, I feel like I got screwed. And then she wanders off. (laughs) Back in David's van, David asks about Fernando's love life back home, and Fernando says that he has a fiancé, and they love each other very much. She's saving herself for marriage. Obviously, Fernando does not have the same concerns. So we see the van trucking along. But Blair Harris does decide that arranged marriage is beautiful. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We cut to Fernando in a beanie and sunglasses, uh, creeping around a parking lot. He offers to carry a woman's groceries and is immediately able to get her with his hypnotism and run off with her. Uh, We cut to the woman straddling Fernando's face as he reaches up and plays with her nipples. 
She's pretty attractive, but has an unfortunately out-of-control bush that continues up to her belly button and perhaps beyond. That's pretty cool. She's like a were-creature. Yes. Uh, the woman leans down and starts to suck Fernando's cock, and they 69. And this continues for a while, and then Fernando mounts the woman missionary on the bed. In the close-up penetration shots, there appears to be some amount of blood on his cock. Yeah, he looks, he has some redness. I didn't know if it was chafing, but maybe she was, you know, on her period. Perhaps. Tough to say. Uh, we cut outside to another woman jogging. We see Fernando sprint out in front of her and hypnotize her. He takes a good look at her and seems unimpressed with the woman, and so he dehypnotizes her and sends her on her way. <laughs> we then cut to Fernando on the bed, and David has brought home the two women from earlier, uh, again played by Anita Grimes and Mandy Ashley. Of course, earlier they wanted nothing to do with Fernando. So he immediately pulls out a key and hypnotizes them. He then tells the girls to make love to each other. And do they? Uh, they indeed do. They start to undress and make out as Fernando puts away his hypnotism book, and he and David start to undress themselves as they watch. The ladies make out and play with each other's breasts and vaginas a bit. And after a while, David starts to fuck Mandy, doggy style, while Fernando starts to fuck Anita, missionary. After pounding away for a couple minutes, Fernando pulls out and comes on Anita's pubes, and David pulls out and comes. We don't see where the load goes, but we cut to Fernando telling David that he came on him. We see a bunch of white stuff that definitely isn't come on his back. No, it's come. He walks away and grabs a towel as David starts to make out with Anita. Fernando yells for the girls to wake up. They panic and run off, and Fernando tells David that's what he gets for coming on him. Yeah, he doesn't take it very well. No, he it doesn't. Some, it was just an accident. I think, uh, you know, when you're when you're in a group sex situation, it's bound to happen eventually. Yeah. Oh, Fernando. We cut to some sort of San Francisco street fair, complete with a bunch of art being shown off. Then we get some shots off of a bridge, and then we cut to Fernando and David in David's van. He's cruising around. They're always in this van, but they're not going anywhere. Yeah, they're kind of like the Scooby-Doo crew. Oh, yeah. They don't, they don't go solve mysteries, though. They just truck around because there's nothing they can do at their motel that they live in. <laughs> yeah, they don't actually... The van's more luxurious than where they actually live. That's true. Also, I don't think they're in school. They say they no, are. No, we don't have any indication of that. I mean, they go to school to like pick up like chicks. They go to the school, is what right. I should say, you know? <laughs> There's no indication that they're in any classes. Right. Uh, except that he said he was studying physics, but you can lie about that. Yeah. Boss, did you know I've been studying physics? Oh, yeah? Yeah, ask me about Weisenheimer's constant. Tell me about Weisenheimer's constant. It's constantly bothering me. <laughs> I don't know. I was surprised that I learned Weisenheimer isn't like a... It wasn't just like a derisive nickname they came up with for like Oppenheimer. <laughs> it was, uh, it's older than that even. The more you know. Yeah. So that Oppenheimer sure was a Weisenheimer. Yeah, that was one of the key lines in the Christopher Nolan film. Yeah. They say it at the Stop end. Stop being such a Weisenheimer. Yeah, that um, 
Einstein yells it at him. (laughs) (laughs) David tells Fernando that he has a business proposal for him. Fernando's going to take pictures at David's sister's wedding. Fernando says that he doesn't know how to take pictures, but David says they'll just borrow John's camera, whoever John is, and uh, all he has to do is point and shoot. They're going to make $100 off of it. $50 for Fernando and $50 for David. So you can see here Carlos Tobolinas are building a group. So yes. we all know where this is going. So, <laughs> so we cut to this large wedding party. Walking around what I think was the house where Paul Thomas was a weird guru in the erotic adventures of Candy. It looks very familiar. I was going to say, if it's not from that, it might be from one of the other Tobolina films. But Perhaps. I've been in this room before. Anyway, we see Fernando gathering people up to take pictures and getting a big group shot. But of course, instead of taking a picture, he tells everyone to watch the camera as he waves it back and forth. He hypnotizes them all at the sight of the Flash and tells them to wait for his orders. He orders an older man to sit down and watch his camera. (laughs) Yes, yeah, he has a whole army of mind-controlled slaves now. Yes. And to the rest, he says, follow me, we are going to fuck. I'll start with you, he says, as he leads off with the bride and uh, the others follow him inside. Yeah, that's um, prima nocta. That's when the king gets to fuck your wife. Yes. Yeah, that's what Fernando is. Yes, King Fernando, the wife fucker. Yeah. Long may he reign. (laughs) So he tells the bride to give him head as he unbuttons his pants. She is, of course, compliant and starts to suck his cock. He tells the other women in the room to get undressed, uh, and the bride finishes undressing herself, although she still has the veil on her head pulled back. He tells her to blow him more. Fernando then lays down on the floor and tells the other women to come over and help with the sucking and the fucking. (laughs) They take turns blowing him, and after a bit, he tells them, enough with the sucking, and it's time for fucking now. One of the women mounts him cowgirl as another woman rubs her ass. We see some women playing with themselves and then see Fernando fucking one who's laying on the floor. Fernando continues to pound away before pulling out and coming on a woman's stomach, rubbing his cum around with his cock. He's got a very weak load at this point. Yeah. Well, he's he's been busy, and as we see, that can take a toll on a man. Mm-hmm. He then shimmies over and starts to fuck another woman. We see him coming again. We hear Fernando telling the women to do what they always wanted to do. He says, suck and fuck without restraint. Yes, do it. So we see the full room has become a classic Carlos Tovolina orgy. It sure has. David's fucking a woman and other guys are also fucking other women there. We get more wet shots from the other guys. And this goes on for a while and after a bit... Fernando tells the woman he was fucking that she was so good, and he tells everyone in the room that they'll wake up when the telephone rings, so Fernando sneaks off, and then we see Fernando, limping, probably because of his swollen balls, Mm -hmm. uh, hobble to a phone booth and place a call. Then we see everyone waking up at the wedding party. This phone booth seems to be the one that was at the motel he lives at, next to the cigarette vending machine. It's... Maybe the wedding hall was, like, right next to the motel. Perhaps. 
Maybe he's just like, I'm just going to wait and make this call when I get home. I'm nice and far away from the whole situation. Right. Uh, we cut to David talking to Fernando in the van. David tells Fernando that when everyone woke up from the phone ringing, they didn't know what to do. David says that they learned a lesson and won't be snobs again. Were, he they, also, were, were they being particularly snobby? Um, he said something about them being snobs before they went, but okay. we don't really see their interactions long enough to get a judge of that before they get hypnotized. Okay. He but. just uh, he prejudged them. He's like, okay, they're a bunch of snobs. Right. I'll do as I please. David also adds that the groom found a piece of ass he liked better, so he's getting a divorce. <laughs> David gives Fernando back the camera, noting that he couldn't wake up his uncle, who was holding it, until the next day. Although, I don't know why he gave it to Fernando when it apparently belongs to their friend John. Well, well Fernando's got to develop those pictures he took. Oh, good point. Didn't take. Yeah, the one picture he took. <laughs> We cut to Fernando hypnotizing two more women, one outside a phone booth and one inside a phone booth. We see David telling Fernando that he's been fucking too much and he has to take it easy. We then see the fast motion sex scene that we saw at the beginning of the film. Mm -hmm. We get more cuts to different sex scenes where Fernando's fucking away. Then we cut to Fernando in bed. He's just laying there looking kind of pale and out of it. David asks how he feels, and Fernando says, terrible. David tells Fernando he's been fucking like it's going out of style. Fernando says David's the one who gave him the book. Fernando says there is a problem, though. His virgin fiance Rosita, is arriving today. Oh, Rosita. David offers to pick her up from the airport, and Fernando gives him the details. So we see David picking up Rosita and taking her to his van. And then we cut to David fucking her in the back of the van. Yes. <laughs> That's how you welcome someone to America. Yes. So Rosita's laying down in the bench seat in the back, and David's on top of her, pounding away for a bit before pulling out and coming all over her top. He really soaks her top, in fact. Excellent. David returns to Fernando. David tells Fernando that he has bad news. Rosita isn't a virgin at all. We cut to see Rosita in front of a line of dicks sucking them. <laughs> and we see David giving her a cum shot. Fernando, weak as he seems, also seems quite wrecked by this. Fernando says that is bad news, and David says it's worse. Now David's in love with her, and he plans to keep her. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Fernando really turned, the tables have really turned for Fernando. Yeah. Fernando says, what a day. And he notes he's losing his bride and his friend. Fernando tells David to take the flower by his bedside that David had brought him. <laughs> so then we see a nurse come in to check on Fernando. Mm -hmm. It is at this point that I realize that he was supposed to be in a hospital or something, because yeah. it clearly seems to be like a bedroom he's in. Yeah, I noted hospital just because where else would you go when you're close to death from fucking... But uh, Well, I didn't realize the situation was quite as grim as it was. It's dire. <laughs> so and he's under the care of Dr. Tobolina. Yes. Uh, so a nurse comes in to check on him. She feels his pulse. Fernando then picks up a thermometer and tells the nurse to look at it. <laughs> Fernando hypnotizes the nurse with the thermometer. And he says, nurse, now I want you to fuck me and suck me until I die. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh... 
He hasn't learned his lesson, but no. I guess at this point he's heartbroken. This is the last act of a desperate man. Yes, so we see the nurse mount Fernando Cowgirl and ride his cock for a while. He pulls out and strokes to come. Fernando then mounts the nurse missionary and fucks a bit more before pulling out and coming on her pubes. We see the nurse riding him cowgirl more. Um, we then see the nurse sucking on Fernando and he orgasms again and seems to collapse. Just then, we see Dr. Carlos Tobolina walk in, mm-hmm. and he asks, what's happening, as he claps his hands. The yeah. nurse jumps up and says she doesn't know. So this is like, um, it's like that MAID program in Canada, where it's like that medically, like, assisted, like, it's medically assisted suicide, basically. No. So that's what he's chosen. Yes. Yeah. Um, what a way to die in dignity. Yeah. Tobolina is his Kevorkian. <laughs> The doctor asks why she would do this with a patient who is there for physical exhaustion. The doctor checks Fernando's vital signs and then picks up the blanket and just covers his whole head and body with the sheets and That's... walks off and says nothing else. Well, he's there's a lot of emotion when a patient dies, you know. <laughs> he's got to just be with it for a moment. So then we cut to a woman walking with some roses and leaving them on uh, Fernando's grave. And just as she does, a giant cock pokes its way out of the earth, making the woman jump back, mouth agape, and then we freeze frame and get credits. Yep. (laughs) And that was come under my spell. So, is he still alive? Uh, Perhaps. I'm really... Honestly, the most heartbreaking thing about this film is that there isn't a come under my spell, too. Yeah. It's, it's teased pretty heavily. Yeah. Uh, that's the exact ending of the film that uh, we were working on yeah, before I the pandemic hit. I thought about that as well. Uh, uh, yeah. I'm do a rewrite. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to do something a little different for Frank and Schlong. Yeah. <laughs> Life's tough. Uh, but what else is tough why taking a break from the raincoat report yeah you never want to do that and you know for an extra five dollars a month you really don't have to yeah because you can support us at patreon.com slash raincoat report remember you got to type it in yes and you get uh bonus episodes every other week uh including the episode last week where we talked about Bob's boners and other porn parodies, yes, including the bedroom. A, uh, oh yeah, <laughs> an erotic take on uh, Tommy Wiseau's Tommy's The Room. Was, yeah, Tommy Wiseau's masterpiece, The Room. <laughs> yes, yeah. uh, and Is of there, course, you think there's a porn parody of The Disaster Artist? Maybe it's something we can get on. I, I think I'm gonna have to like. I'm gonna see if Wood Rocket's hiring. Yeah, really, I've got some ideas. It's it's definitely where you belong in the professional world. Yeah, it's just, it's all like so far away. But I think now if I'm just a writer, I could probably do like a work from home. Yeah. But there is that SAG strike. I got to make a tough decision if I want to be a scab or not during this break. All right. Well, we'll, we'll take that break and Jeremy will make that very heavy hearted decision. I've and it will be the weight of... Now I know how Dr. Carlos Tobolina feels. (laughs) You know, it's got to wait on me. Yeah. Well, just you wait, audience, and we'll be back to talk more about Come Under My Spell. 
It's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. Like when you record a segment of a podcast and turns out you actually didn't record it. I heard it making the noise. I heard the hiss. I thought it was recording. No. Is it now? Yes. Are you sure? Fairly sure. Okay. As sure as I'm going to get. Well, then you know what? It's... The Raincoat Review. (laughs) I guess I meant to say it's time for, but I hit the button first. Well, it is the Raincoat Review. That's correct. And as always, I'll start us off. Yes. For some reason. (laughs) Those open. Shouldn't be harder now. I already did it. Uh, This film, uh, it's it's quite a film. Yeah. It's something else. Uh, It uh, would say, I greatly enjoyed it. I think this film represents Carlos Tobolina at his best and uh, not quite his worst, but his laziest, (laughs) Yeah, I would say. Uh, The general conceit of the film is a whole lot of fun. Uh, I love Fernando's uh, character, Fernando. He yeah. plays him with a plum. Fernando's really good at playing Fernando for sure. Yeah, he's one of the best that ever did it. <laughs> they should never have recast him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh yeah, on the one hand you've got like the hypnotism stuff, the uh kind of the screwball aspects of things. Yeah. Uh, and Fernando never takes off his socks. <laughs> I think that's that's important to remember. Right. And, uh, yeah, but on the other hand, I would say, you know, some of the sex isn't great. Uh, and that's usually one of, uh, Tobolina's things. It's not, not so much not great. It's just not very erotic. Sure. It's not excessively well shot and people aren't like posed in any particular way to give it like a real eroticism. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's workmanlike, but we do know now that he gets enough coverage at least to get some nuts busted from multiple angles sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So that's not bad. I can respect that bit of craft there. Uh, but yes, the tale of a man who wants to fuck as much as he can, but can't, and then has power and becomes corrupted. It's a tale as old as time. Yes. But it's never been cold quite like this. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. Yeah. Absolute power corrupts fernando's yes absolutely absolutely you're correct there uh and uh the whole uh pace of the film is is pretty good for uh, an adult film yeah it yeah. takes a moment for the uh adult content to really kick off which does give you a little bit of time to uh get into fernando's head maybe uh see his uh character a bit he's a creep yeah that's the main thing you take away and he invented the flashlight. Yes. Uh, so he's an underappreciated genius. Yes. Uh, like but. the many pervs of the internet. Uh, I think on one of our Pornhub roulette episodes, I went through a guy who tested a bunch of different types of homemade sex toys. Yeah, they were mostly like mountain different cans you can stick your dick into. Like sponges and yeah, condoms. A, yeah, a lot of it was just putting a condom inside something else. Yeah. And fucking that thing. But, uh, yeah, that's that's the kind of work that Fernando was doing back in the day. Yeah. Uh, you know, those little touches, things like that. Uh, like I said, the pacing is solid. Uh, 
it does have like you feel like a definite first, second, and third act. Right. The third act comes on rather suddenly. Yes. Um, but I do like that. That's a that's a very Carlos Topolino way. Is just to kind of have it all come crashing to a close by having the character die. Yeah, yeah. And then sort of undermining that for a joke also. But it's a comedy, so whatever. Yeah. Jokes are important. You try doing one without a joke, see what you get. <laughs> Drama. Sounds awful. Sounds terrible, and we promise never to get too dramatic. But, uh, yeah, I would rate this one up there with some of the uh, better Carlos Tobolina films we've covered. Uh, Maitland versus Serena, Colonel Highways, uh, Jungle Blue, of course. Uh, I don't think this one quite reaches the, the psychotronic heights of a Jungle Blue, though few films can. Right. This one is weird in its own way. I would give it a strong 3.5. All right. I feel like my second take was actually pretty good. Maybe yeah. We should always just do two takes for the raincoat review. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I uh, I also enjoyed this film. There's a lot going on here. I noticed as I was kind of taking notes on the film at the very beginning, I was having to pause and stop to take notes a little bit more because there was a lot of narrative at the beginning. Mm-hmm. We kind of pointed out that the first sex scene wasn't for a while into the film. And, and that's, you know, that's just... Uh, uh, Fernando and Manuela. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, you know, as the film went on, we got more uh, more Carlos Tobolini. Uh, lots of random sex scenes. I will say that, as you pointed out, the pacing's pretty good. We don't stay too long on any of them. No. Uh, I, was, I was really concerned that when they hit the orgy that that was going to be, like, the climax of the film. Yeah, it was just going to keep going for a half an hour or whatever. It, it could happen. Yeah, it has happened it. before, <laughs> yes, in Carlos Tobolina films. Yeah, that's a, he, the, you don't you never know what you're going to get when you open one of these things. Yeah, it's but... Like, um, it's like that poison candy they sell, where it's <laughs> only, like, it's poison half the time. Oh, yeah. it's tough. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, I would say the sex scenes aren't incredibly erotic. Um, they're they're enough to get your head thinking erotically, but not enough to totally arouse one. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but you know they're fun to have in there, and you know Fernando, of course, is a top tier talent that was really underutilized by the world. Should have been in far more than six films. Yeah, uh, as an actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what we do get here is quite a delight and the sort of delight that we should all be thankful for having. Um, I'm imagining uh, Fernando getting like a uh, like a perfect strangers type sitcom where he's just like an out of place uh, like weirdo and Blair Harris is his, like <laughs> button down American roommate. Yeah, that would be fine. That's a little bit of what we got here. Yeah, it is a little bit. We should have gotten a little bit more of that, but more bulky. <laughs> I will say that uh, I watched this film a couple years ago and totally forgot the ending of it. So those mm-hmm. twists and turns worked on me yet again. Yeah. It was unexpected yet again. And, uh, you know, I appreciated that. It was quite a fun ride to go on. Uh, it definitely elevated this film. Yeah. It's a lot of fun to watch. I can't say that if you're looking at an adult film for the sexual content that this is one to go running to. But if you're like me and you appreciate the weirder stuff in cinema, this will definitely tickle your fancy. 
I will also give this three and a half stars. Excellent. Uh, worth checking out. Indeed. And you know what else is worth checking out? What's that? Uh, the Raincoat Report on Instagram. Yes. On Twitter. Yes. X. X. Uh, not threads. I've never used it. But it exists. It does exist. You can follow it in case the other two get, I guess, nuked. Yeah. Uh, we plugged the Patreon already, but patreon.com slash raincoat report. Yep. And uh, do we have anything else? Oh, you can send us emails. Yeah, raincoatreport at gmail.com. Yeah, you got some hot tips that you want me to look at? <laughs> Go ahead and send them. All right, yeah. And, uh, you know, if you're going down to the college campus... Uh, to hypnotize the young co-eds, even though you don't go there. <laughs> don't forget your raincoat. Yeah, the campus police are on the lookout for you. <laughs> you need a disguise. <laughs> Thank you.